will be low. Our climb will be steep. We may not get there in one year or even in one term. We as a people will get to the promised land. I promise you, we as a people will get there. And whenever men and women straighten their backs up, they are going somewhere because a man can't ride your back unless it is better. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not fearing anything. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Everybody Mad, the podcast where nothing is off the table, facts are currency, and at some point, everyone will feel uncomfortable. This is what happens after. Welcome to Everybody Mad, the podcast. Thank you for coming back to Everybody Mad. This your boy, Rel. You're now entering Everybody Mad chat room. As always, email everybodymadpod at gmail.com with topics, ideas, and questions. Follow on IG, Everybody Mad Pod, and on all major podcast platforms, Everybody Mad. So, this your boy, Rel. Um, I'm thankful y'all are back. This is episode three of Insecure Dating Love and All Things in Between. And we and I'm recapping episode three. I'm I'm in this one by myself. And I'll be honest, I debated on this one. First, let me let me backtrack and say thank you to, to Andrew and Bree for for coming on and and rapping with me and having some convo about a great show. Um, but this episode three, I felt like I had to cover by myself and I really debated on whether to have a guest. Um, and I put some feelers out and, and more and more I debated on it and I was like, nah, I want to do this one myself because there's some shit I feel like on this episode, I really just got to get out from my perspective. Um, so as always, I appreciate y'all riding with your boy. Um, so let's get into it. Episode three, uh, season four of Insecure. And... I think this episode was beautiful. For me, uh, there were very different aspects of this episode that I I appreciated. I appreciated the acting. I appreciated the storyline. I appreciated the the camera angles and directoring the filmography of it. It was beautiful. So in this episode, there are uh, a couple different points I want to talk about, but it's mainly the the central characters Lawrence Issa, um, Condola, Molly. Um, this episode, <clears throat> and let's start off with let's start off with Molly and Issa because that's where we left off at the last episode, and we see over the course of this episode the two of them just continuing to be in this this space of riffing and it's interesting that they actually both acknowledged it though um that they have been riffing and that it's been off because i think that might you know be a first opportunity for them to you know really come to terms with what the fuck is going on what do they say admitting it is the first step so i think you know both of them having that you know realization so a few things in that. Uh, the social economics of the, the, the differences between Molly and Issa were, were apparent here. I mean, we've seen it in other um, settings. You know, you see where Molly lives versus where Issa lives. Um, we know what Molly does. She's a lawyer. Um, Issa actually has quit her job um, and is working, you know, as a part-time uh, building manager. Um, 
So we see the differences in their shopping and Molly has a car and Issa is just walking around, I think with a basket. Uh, and there's a scene where Issa's in the aisle and she's putting shit back and Molly asks her what's going on. And she's like, I can't afford this. And it's real. I don't know, I done been in the supermarket. And it's like, hmm, how much do I have to spend? Can I spend this? Hmm. I put that shit down. I mean, and it's real. And I don't want to say all of us have been there, but a number of us have definitely been in that particular position. So it was interesting that that, that uh, was displayed. And they had a conversation about inviting Andrew, um, Molly's boo, to Thanksgiving dinner with Molly's family. And she asked Isco, Issa what she should do. Got the hookah with me today, guys. Um, and Issa's like, nah, chill. You're going to scare him off. And don't do that. That's the old Molly. And I will say that whole sort of uh, decision around the holidays to invite your, your the person you're dating um, can be a very interesting uh, particular point in a relationship. <clears throat> In some cases, it can help determine, you know, how serious the relationship is um, or not. Um, in some cases, you know, it could be where, you know, both parties recognize there's a seriousness to the situation, but it could be pressure filled. Uh, and that actually comes out in another, um, you know, budding relationship in this episode. So it's interesting that she asked and. It's interesting that Issa responded the way she did. And that's what actually caused them to realize that, you know, they had been riffing was Molly's response to that. And I think something to explore with that particular conversation is how our friendships over time can sometimes not evolve with us. Um, and how important it can be to bring your friends along with you, people who you consider your friends and not automatically, um, just, just be closed off because we have to keep something in mind. We, we oftentimes go to our friends when we need comfort and, you know, they're, they're oftentimes our, our lines of defense through in and out of different relationships, um, potential dysfunction with parents and relatives, potential dysfunction amongst other friends. You know, our friends can be that first line of defense. So sometimes it's like, you know, in these sort of situations, they're just being defensive for us. Um, and that may not necessarily align with where our growth path may be at right in that current moment. And so it really is important to bring your friend along with you and have that growth, um, you know, together, because while you're growing individually and you're, there's some things that we can recognize Molly may be, you know, growing on, um, it's important to, I guess, communicate that with your friend and, and make sure that they know that, you know, you're trying something different. So, you know, let put that out there. You know, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, be more open. You know, we have talked about being more serious. <clears throat> I'm thinking of inviting him. And then if you feel so strongly about it, because you were so objective, why did you not just go ahead and invite him? So it's 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 again just making sure that you know as we're thinking about 
um, what our own individual growth is, is that the people around us that we um, we make sure that we, we put some focus on that as well. And it's like kind of drives home that point about um, our friendship relationships um, and making sure that those are equally as uh, maintained and, and grown as our individual, quote unquote, more intimate relationships. Um, so I thought that was very interesting that that came up. And then the thruple conversation, they actually dropped the word thruple. So I've been saying this since episode one, the three of them motherfuckers need to be a thruple. <clears throat> I'm going to put a pause in thruple because we're going to come back to that at the end. <clears throat> So, uh, this episode, as I said, had um, a lot of different different points and subject lines, storylines to it, and I thought it was a really beautifully done episode. So, we see in this episode, Molly um, is at Thanksgiving dinner with her family, and... uh, we kind of know prior to this that she's still riffing with her dad, um, that she's she's still not cool after having found out that her dad cheated on her mom, um, you know, many years ago, like when they were teens or some shit like that, maybe college. Like it's been some years. The mom has gotten over it. The kids, except Molly, the brothers have gotten over it. Everyone's moved on, but Molly. Um and she's just she's like just standoffish you know he brings her favorite drink um and she's like nah chill um there's a point where they get to the uh they're playing games and normally uh molly and her dad are on the same team and she's just like objective to it and i appreciated her brother pulling her to the side and being like what the fuck are you like what's going on bro like chill out like you 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 hold an animosity at someone who, while you can feel mad, you weren't the subject of their of their hurt, and you're 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 more upset than the person who was hurt. Um, and to me, I think it, it really speaks to Molly's sort of imagery of relationships, um, and in in some ways can be very telling of our own individual perceptions of relationships and we we oftentimes all of us and this is where i will make this just just broad generalization because all of us or at least an overwhelming a lot of us um have this fairy tale image to relationships and people always like say, well, yeah, I know, you know, that it's not always going to be good. The bad times, you know, are to be expected. We say that and then we don't oftentimes really stop to recognize it in those spaces to have the conversation about what, you know, is the, the issue, i.e. Issa and Molly, like, you know, recognizing that there there's a problem, um, Putting a pin and saying, "Okay, yo, we're beefing. What is it? Like, let's let's figure out some time to talk about this." 
um, assessing like who really is the victim here. Molly and how she's viewing, you know, the hurt her dad caused, you know, for her to her mom. You know, while again, you're entitled to be hurt, but you're not the subject of, you know, his actions. You weren't like it wasn't directed at you. Um, <clears throat> and in this particular case, you know, given the situation and circumstance, it's like everyone else and the person who directly was, you know, is, is, is over. Why are you not? Um, and so it's recognizing, you know, in those situations, how best to navigate it. Because in that situation with Molly, after her brother checks her and, you know, she, we, we, we see next scene, she comes back out and she has a piece of pie for her dad. And they're laughing and joking, you know, again, as normal. And it's, it's really about having, um, that realization and sometimes that comes from someone else and oftentimes it's our friends and oftentimes when they're when when we're when we go to them for advice and they're giving advice it's 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 largely from that place but we also have to if we're the person who is you know the offender or the opposite side we also have to just make space to to, to know whether that friend of ours or that family member of ours has you know to know where we're at so her brother recognizing like yo like molly you're tripping you're you you, you need to, to 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 recognize like mom was the one who was hurt and Yes, you can be mad, but like you're you're drawing this out at this point because it's 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 carrying over to a point that why are you even really mad? Like what what about this situation has has you know caused you such harm? And recognizing that that you know for her I think it's you know her picture of what a relationship should look like in terms of an intimate you know husband wife boyfriend girlfriend significant other type of relationship was you know that that complete family picture faithfulness commitment um, growing old together love happiness. And all those things are nice and they're real, but there's also the other aspect of that. that there's also that that downturn. There's the bad times. There's you know, there's infidelity. There's financial issues. There's health issues. Sometimes there's just you know niggas don't like each other after a while. Issues. Um, so it, it's it's having that full picture understanding of the situation. Um, so I'm really happy to see that there was that checking because it. It, it shows, I guess, the balance of, of life um, and how things, <clears throat> I guess, just, just occur and how potentially we should, you know, navigate certain spaces and different relationships and shit. So I want to get into the conversation that Issa had with her brother over dinner. And in this conversation, uh, Issa is talking about how she views, um, she mentions that uh, she saw Lawrence out with Condola uh, the other day to her brother. And um, she's, she starts talking about how she, she misses Lawrence. and. Um, how, you know, seeing him out with her was, 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 was hurting or hurt her a little bit and that, you know, it was a little awkward, um, seeing him. And she also, you know, expressed that she felt like, uh, she felt like Condola was getting, she was, she felt like Condola was reaping the benefits 
of the nigga she, you know, had to kind of go through the struggle with. And, you know, what's interesting is that's a real point. And there's two things that I want to talk about with this actual scene and scenario. The first is the petty behavior. Because my brother was like, oh, if I'd have saw it, I'd have just brought out my petty. And it's just like, <clears throat> why you got to be petty? Like, I get it. I, I can be really, really petty myself. Um, like, really, really petty if I want to be. But in that type of situation, it's like, why? Like, in that type of situation, I feel like the petty does more harm to the person being petty. Um, it's like a, it's like a momentary, haha, you think you got it, but people are just laughing at you as you walk away and really trying to figure out why you went that far. That's not cool. That's dumb. Um, so that's one. Don't, there's no need to be petty. Uh, but then the second part is like that reaping the benefits aspect. That's a real sentiment to feel like you went through the trenches with someone and then it doesn't work out and they move on to someone else and you see them being happy and it's blissful and you know, they, you never know, they may end up with the life that you wanted to have with them, uh, the kids, the, the, the marriage, all that shit that you may have envisioned. And it's, it's, it's real to think that, you know, that person is reaping the benefits I think though that when we look at it in that way, in some ex to some extent, it ex it negates the the love that we say we had for that person, um, because in my I guess viewpoint of it, it's just like if I loved you to that extent, while we're not together any longer, I want the other person to reap the benefits. I, I want to know that the time we spent together wasn't fucking in vain. That I walked away from it as a better person. The shit between you and I didn't work, but yo, go reap, go, go, yo, someone else should reap all the motherfucking benefits. I'm talking about from A to motherfucking Z. If you are a better communicator, hey, if you got your finances in order, more power to you. Your sex game. Give them all the nasty. Drop it all on them. So it's just like, it, it, it's it, it's interesting when, when those type of, you know, scenarios and conversations, you know, come up. Like, yeah, people will say, well, it's coming be, coming from, you know, she still has feelings for him. Um, and she still wants him back. Those things are all real. I'm not knocking that. However, I feel like, you know, we should be able to still love you know, past that. That's what, that's what love looks like in practice. Love is not about what you can get from a person. It's really about how much you are able and willing to give to another person. That's love. So in that case, it's like, yo, I loved you. So I love you so much that yo, you a better person, and I really wish I could have got that better person. But condola flourish with that man. <clears throat> and what even makes it a little bit more interesting about that particular situation is because, motherfucker, you still working with her, though. So I'm confused, Issa. 
I mean, I get it. You could put your business to the side and you could put your business, you know, business before pleasure, business before the heart. And I think that's what, you know, what she's largely done. Um, and, you know, it's real recognizing in your feelings about the situation. Still working on sis. I'm just saying. Something. You still working on sis. Um, and then it's it's interesting because then you 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 up there kind of like you know showing face to Molly when it's just like nah bro just just be real with her tell her you feeling some type of way about it you still want to work with her because you want to you try to put your business first but your heart's still a little hurt just be honest with Molly about that too so let's move into. Lawrence, Issa, and Condola. And the thruple. So what's a thruple? A thruple is pretty much a three three people in a relationship. It's not a couple because a couple's two. So a thruple's three people in a relationship. It can be two women and a man. It can be two men and a woman. Thruples, you know, some people call them triads. Um... <clears throat> I think these three motherfuckers should just do it. One, Issa and Condola work well together in business. We see that there's a, a financial <clears throat> going on there. Um, it's clear he enjoys fucking both of them. <clears throat> um, they, they all have pretty good taste. They would look good together. And, you know, you could... You could, you know, put Lawrence in the middle and you got East, I mean, East of the dark skin ones on one side. You got Condola light skin one on the other side. It makes a, a beautiful, every and irony uh, situation going on there with Lawrence in the middle. And and, and I don't want to hear shit about, oh, well, look at this nigga getting too. No, we're talking about a, a, a beneficial mutual happiness of three people. Individual people, they all in it to get the, for the win. Um, so it's not just about Lawrence coming up on with two women. It, it, it's really just about the three of them just work. And people don't want to realize it, but whatever. They work. Um, so Issa's out at lunch trying to get her business shit going on. And Lawrence comes in. He's early for his date. And him and Issa start cracking jokes. Kicking it up. <laughs> and Condola comes in and she's like, what's going on? What's the jokes about? And it's awkward at that point because that was Condola's spot that she introduced to Issa. Issa's there trying to get her shit done. Happens to run into her ex who's also now dating her business partner. And the three of them are standing there while Issa, has, Issa and Lawrence has their little inside jokes. And Condola comes up and she's like standing there like the third wheel. And uh, yeah, Issa is like, oh, this is interesting. Um, and as the awkward woman she is, exits awkwardly. <clears throat> um, but it was interesting because it, it was uh, the first time that we've seen them all three together uh, communicating about the situation. And for Lawrence and Issa, it's kind of like, what's up? This is, this is, you know, this is normal. For Condola and Lawrence, it's like, hey, what's up, boo? They feel normal. But for the three of them, it's a little awkward because oh, this is the first time they're all coming together. And 
it was just a nice, interesting, awkward scene that I think um, shows potentially where this can go later. It, it really depends on how um, the three of them decide to address additional feelings and sentiments. Um, and this is where we get into how good I think the storylining and directing of this particular episode was. <clears throat> so before we get into the real, I think, great focal point of this fucking episode, um, I'm going to rewind and just talk about how it was set up a little bit. <clears throat> so the beginning parts of the episode, uh, we we have uh, Molly and Issa prepping for um thanksgiving dinner uh so lead up to thanksgiving and they're talking about uh their shit and um they're talking about their shit in the supermarket and you know hashing out their woes they talk about linking up um thanksgiving night for pie into you know just their their normal girl shit uh then but we have a scene where um, Lawrence is talking about work and we have a scene, no, even before that, we have him and Condola, um, in bed. He's at, he's at, she's at his house and they start talking about Thanksgiving and he wants to invite her over, or, you know, to do something for Thanksgiving. She mentioned she's hosting and, uh, he asked, oh, do you want me to come? It was an ask. He did ask. And she responded with, <clears throat> yeah, come. And and I get it. It was like, oh, call a little off guard. But in a way, it's kind of like maybe you could have, should have thought of him. You know, whether to invite him or not. We see Molly did. Um, so... But there's that scene and she tells him to come, yeah. And then it cuts and there's a number of other things that go along, go on. Um, Lawrence and Chad have a conversation about uh, work and uh, Condola. And then, you know, we have the scene where, like I said, Issa, Condola, and Lawrence are in the coffee shop. And then... We have into in between there. We have some scenes um, before the big one at Thanksgiving at Condola's house, and we see where Lawrence comes over. He he you know helps out. Um, he's entertaining. He's playing good co-host. And there's a scene where one of Condola's drunk friends goes in the kitchen with Lawrence, and she tells him some shit. And to the motherfucking kitchen. After dinner, everyone is left. It's Condola and Lawrence. And when I say that this scene was shot fucking beautifully in that kitchen, it was shot beautifully in that motherfucking kitchen. There are there are moments where they 
they they focus solely on Kendola um, as she's speaking and moving around the kitchen, and then they pan back to Lawrence, and then there's a point in the scene where they where they pan out and they and they're and they're, they're they just catch both of them staring at each other as they're having what is a, is a pretty intense conversation, and what. I what what was interesting for me about this conversation was where it started and what transpired throughout it. So here we go. Lawrence is in the kitchen and he's talking about the drunk friend and he mentions, uh, you know, having a feeling like he's just a fuck buddy to Condola. And Condola's like, no, you're not. Well, I don't think she actually says you're not. I think she just says sorry about that or something like that. Or she was totally out of line. Um, and that wasn't the case. She didn't say, no, you're not. But she said it wasn't the case. And I mean, we can, it's a little ambiguous on what they are. But we can tell that it's something a little bit more than fuck buddies. Um, I mean, Tasha did invite that nigga to, to a fucking barbecue. What a fucking family reunion. And they were just fuck buddies. Maybe Lawrence is trying to do something different this time. And this is where the questioning and the conversation carries on. So, Lawrence, you know, cuts to the chase and he's like, you know, I'm just going to ask her, are you still getting over your ex? And Gadola's like, nah. And some people might be like, Lawrence was in his feelings. And that's fine. But I think the question was, was more direct about where they're going. And that was about them and now. And so Condola answers that and she's like, no. And she makes a comment about, you know, um, feeling that Lawrence, uh, she might need to be, you know, on guard about Issa. Um, And uh, so Condola mentions she might need to be on guard about Issa's. And Issa and Lawrence is like, what's going on? What do you mean by that? And and that's a little crazy. So in that, um, we 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 hear and see this conversation that's developing between them. And Condola then you know goes, but you know would you still be with Issa if she hadn't cheated? And to me, this was this question was like, but why the fuck are you even asking some shit like that? Like, why is that necessary to ask? Like, what if like that doesn't matter about you two in terms of moving forward, because that's not the situation. The situation is currently here and now between us two adults. Um, and Issa is is not a, a factor in how you and I are deciding to move forward. And to me, this was the kind of the first time where it's just like Condola, like, yeah, like, why? Like, come on, like, you, you've shown yourself to be a little bit more of an adult. Um, and in this moment, I, I at least felt like she kind of reverted back to some like immature um, or an immature approach to the situation. Um, and so, like, it, it was interesting to, to see that scene because in that, like, they, the, the director, I don't know who directed this episode. Uh, but they, I think they did a very good job of really just um, of letting that scene live through how, you know, in real life we would perceive it if we were sitting in a room where it was happening. Um, 
like, you know, the person who initiates is panned to them and then it pans back to get the answer. And then it pans out to kind of see the full frame and, and understand, you know, what the facial expressions are on these characters, you know, what emotions are being exuded from this this conversation. Um, just kind of setting the tone and the scene of this, this fucking nice ass kitchen. Uh, and having, you know, a real adult, you know, spat about you know where it's at and 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 lauren's kind of you know just wanting to have some some clarity to what they're doing um and you know in trying to do this differently and trying to grow and trying to uh elevate and i think that conversation around just you know assessing uh what they were essentially or you know where they were headed um was him trying to do that uh so yeah, I'm not gonna give it away on what happens after that. Uh, just know that that happened. So yeah, that's 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 episode three of season four of Insecure, um, and this has been really, I think, a good opportunity. Like I said, for me to just look at this episode because I, I really did enjoy it. The entire twenty something minutes of it. Um, and how they laid out these varying different aspects. Um, a couple of things that I just randomly want to know, uh, note was when um, Tiffany and her husband uh, made that video. Was it just me or was he saying gobble the dick, gobble the dick? Someone correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, and then can anyone tell me why... Um, Kelly had Issa's tenant over for Thanksgiving dinner. If y'all didn't catch that, it was there. She came over with the Crown Royal. Um, and it was, I cannot remember her name, but it was very fucking interesting. Uh, that, that they dropped that in there. So pay more attention to the episodes because they are definitely interesting. And throw little uh, random things in here and there. Um, to see, I guess, to see if we are catching it. But nonetheless, I think the season is coming together wonderfully. Uh, I am excited still to see what's next in episode four. I thank the folks for listening and tuning in each week to uh, these drops of insecure dating, love, and all things in between. Um, and I hope y'all keep coming back. Uh, listen to this and tell me what your feedback is. Let me know if I'm bugging. Um, or anything I said here. Uh, let me know how you feeling about this episode uh, three of Insecure. Let me know how you feeling about this season of Insecure. Let me know how you feeling about this show. If you think it's trash and I should stop talking, um, somebody hit me on IG and tell me that. Uh, but for now, this is uh, Insecure, Dating, Love, and All Things in Between. I'm Rel. I appreciate you coming. As always, if you have questions, topics, ideas, email everybody mad at gmail at everybody mad pod at gmail.com. IG, follow, like my shit, everybody mad pod on all major podcast platforms, everybody mad. This your boy Rel, stay safe. I'm out.